Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Elliot Brown here in the Essex Business Radio studio for another one of these compelling, exciting C19 How We Deal With It, the show where I'm chatting to people absolutely everywhere about how they are dealing with the virus, the pandemic, corona, whatever we want to call it, uh, how they're pivoting and changing, and also any ideas and tips and advice they've got for you guys out there in your personal and in your business life or work life, it may well be. And today, joining me is a new friend of mine, uh, Karen Slater from Inspire Me Travel, who's based near Stansted Airport here in Essex, North Essex. How are you doing, Karen? Oh, very well, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me on. No, thank you very much for, for, for joining me. Um, it is Essex, isn't it? It's still classed as Essex, Stansted, isn't it? Yes, yeah, North Essex, yes, yeah. So for people that don't know, Stansted Airport is now is, is classed and recently been classed as one of the London airports on the outskirts of, uh, of London, outer London. Uh, and uh, and so, so tell me a little bit about your, uh, your, your in, Inspire Me, the travel agency, or maybe that's not the right terminology, but tell me a little bit more about your business. Yeah, it's um, Inspire Me Travel. It's a tour operator, more than travel agency. Sorry, I do apologise. Um, no, no, no. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's, um, and to make it even more complicated... Um, we are an experiential company, Ooh. which I think is a relatively new word, to be honest. Um, but what we do is we offer experiences overseas rather than calling it an excursion or a trip. It becomes an experience. And right. we base the experiences under categories such as music, for example. So we, our experiences are, um, for example, opera in Verona, opera in Milan, opera in Paris, nice. uh, Vienna. Yep. And then we'll do jazz. So we'll do jazz clubs in Paris, jazz festivals all over Europe. Um, and then we also look at trying to incorporate sustainable tourism, eco-friendly tourism uh, into all our experiences, which is not as easy as it sounds, but it's what we're working on. Yeah. So, so although you know I hate this word, that's your niche. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So ex- exper- experiential is that was that is that the word? Is that did did is that yeah. a, is that a word you've you've conjured up or is it actually a word? Well, no, it's actually a word. But okay. I, I actually myself hadn't heard of the word. It's a good word, though, isn't it? And um, until I love it, and it it was actually I was a guest speaker at a conference, and the gentleman who introduced me introduced me as Inspire Me Travel, the experiential company, and I thought. Gosh, I didn't even know that word existed. I love it. So yeah. I use it all the time now. <laughs> so, you nick, so you nicked it. Uh, absolutely. And, it, and it's a conversation yeah. starter as well, isn't it? If you were to say what you do rather than just saying, yeah. uh, as I said, you're a travel agent. I mean, how rude of me, Karen. I do apologize. Mm. <laughs> how, how rude. How yes. rude. Um, but, but yeah, but, but it does. It made me, you know, it makes you think, you know, what, what is that? I mean, and obviously when you think about the word, it mm. sort of almost tells you, but, uh, but it's great. And of course, yeah. your business has been has been hit a little bit recently, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been oh, it's been absolutely awful. Um, I've been really lucky in that ninety um, percent of my clients have rescheduled all their trips. Um, they've been ever, they've been really, really, really understanding, and um, they haven't come up and said, "Right, we're cancelling, we're cancelling," because it's because their experiences and there's something that. People bought because it's something they've always wanted to do. So, yeah. for example, we must have about 30 people booked to go to see the opera in Milan um, Well, um, over the next two months. 
And it's something that they've always wanted to do. And getting tickets at the Scala, the theatre in Milan, is, is quite difficult. Right. I have a fantastic agent in Italy who are on the ball and get the tickets. And, um, but, but because it's something that people have always wanted to do, it's not just a beach holiday or um, just um, doing their own kind of sightseeing around Milan. It's specific because of the opera. Then they've just said, okay, look, it's something we really want to do. We want to see that specific opera. Let's wait and see until things, uh, when things are better again, and then we'll rebook it then. Yeah. So I have been really lucky. So even though the business isn't actually losing money, it's obviously not making any money because nobody's uh, booking yeah, um, anything at the moment. And I think that's a frustration is because every morning you wake up and you listen to the news and you think, oh, any news on the borders reopening? Please, can the borders reopen soon? And obviously, you know, the safety and security of everybody is more important. But um, for the tourism industry, that is the, that's the key at the moment. It doesn't matter if an airline says we are um, starting schedules again mid-June, which yeah. is lovely to hear. Yeah. But they can't do that if the borders aren't open. So. No. No, no, I, mean, I, I, I love I love Milan as well. I mean, I've been to Milan for years, but uh, but it's a beautiful city. But um, uh, quite why I mentioned that, I'm not yeah. quite sure. I've just I've just t- you've just taken me back to Milan, and uh, and and, 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 and absolutely, I've got a great four or five days there. Um, I, I've noticed yeah. that uh, there's been a few um, a few articles, a few posts come up online as well about uh, you know really urging people not to cancel uh, and uh, and just to, mm. just to move dates, postpone, speak to speak to you know anybody that you're booking things with, whether it be uh, events as well. Um, you know that, yeah. that mostly what people are going to be doing is just basically putting dates back. So of course that's yeah. exactly what you're you're going to be and you've been busy doing with your, yeah. uh, your customers and your clients, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has caused quite a lot of problems um, within the world of tourism with travel agents and tour operators because um, the, with the Abtra and Atoll, so I'm Abtra and Atoll licensed, but I get it through a third party. So if I, for example, uh, like for example, with my Milan bookings and my Verona bookings, um, the clients tend to book their own flights. So I have a separate insurance that I use for all land arrangements. So I don't need to go to my third party to use the Atta and Atta because I'm fully protected anyway for land. But if I'm adding uh, an airline, yeah, a flight into the package, then I have to go to my third party where I'll lose a chunk of my earnings so, because I'm using their Atoll license. Um, and this is where the problems have come because if a client... Uh, clients are going to operators that are at home and up to license saying, okay, I want a refund. Yeah. And even though the suppliers, such as the airline, the hotel, the transfer companies, have refunded the operator, the operator is then refusing to refund um, because if they refund, then they lose all the money they've earned on that booking. Right. Um, and this is causing an awful lot of problems within the industry because legally the clients are entitled to get that money back because the suppliers have refunded. So, so what are you advising well, on that side then with people? Um, well, I, I understand, I obviously understand both parts. I understand that, that these tour operators will lose a lot of money if they just refund everybody. So it's all there. They'll refund the money back to the client. They'll refund everything they've earned on that booking. Yeah. Um, so I understand why they don't want to do it. So it, but at the same time, it's the client's legal right to get that money back because of it's so enough to protect it. So it's really causing uh, a lot of problems. And um, 
I've luckily I, I'm, none of my clients uh, have needed to do that. So, but um, what the operators are saying is, we'll offer you um, a change of date or a credit note. Yeah. Um, and if that if that still isn't what you want, and you definitely want a refund, then we ask you to go to your insurance company. And now a lot of people don't want to do that because they've got excess to pay. Yes, of um, course, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's but well, that's surely going against the whole point of ABTA and stuff, no? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it really is. So, um, and you can totally understand why why they're trying their hardest to get people to change dates. But if a, if a client doesn't want to change date and doesn't want to go through the insurance, then they do have a legal right to, um, to be able to get their money back. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I, I think at the end of the day, nobody ever anticipated a situation like this. We certainly weren't prepared for it. Maybe next time um, the, the tour operators and travel companies will look different, differently, put something else in place um, to be able to deal with it. Because... Yeah, if they refunded everybody, they would go bust and mm. there would be no, no money left. Mm. Um, but at the same mm. time, what's the point of covering it by Abitur and Atoll? So it's really, really um, a tricky situation. Do you, um, do you think you've kept in, con- in close contact with your clients from sort of the word go, right? So as soon as, as, soon as things sort yeah. of started, you know, becoming apparent that there was a big issue, do you think that some of these yeah. bigger, bigger companies haven't done that, which is why people are a bit disgruntled? And, and so they've just basically thought, we'll keep quiet um, and then and everything, everything will blow over yeah. and they'll, they'll just basically want to reschedule or reutilize that rather than if they'd been proactive yeah. in contacting everybody and telling them what, was, what, what, what the situation was, they could have safeguarded themselves yeah. the money. It's a simple business process, isn't yeah. it? It's not, it's not difficult, is it? It's not it rocket is. science. No, not when you've got... I mean, you know, the, these big tour operators that have got thousands and thousands of clients are saying that they've got teams in place to deal with it, yeah. but still clients aren't being notified until maybe two days before they're due to travel. But most... most clients have been proactive themselves and contacted them of course um, but yeah for me being a smaller business it's a lot easier to manage of course yeah so but i will um i've taken it sort of week by week as 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 in the schedule of when they're departing and, and talking to them a lot and just saying you know what do you want to do do you want to hold on a bit longer yeah um, because um for example, we've got quite a few clients going to see the opera in Verona in Italy, which yeah. is an outdoor arena. Um, and our agents are saying that if, if um, and that's a, it's in July, so if the borders open up and flights can go, there's they're probably quite likely that they will run the opera because it's in an outdoor arena and it's it's um, hundreds and hundreds of stone steps. So you can pretty much divide people. Um, so that they're not on top of each other, which right. which you couldn't do in La Scala, which is an indoor theatre. Of course, so, of course, um, yeah. Yeah, so we're just talking to people um, week by week, really. But yeah, for, for large tour operators, it, it's obviously a lot more difficult. But, um, yeah, and, and I think as well, it, it can't be easy because we don't know what's happening day, day by day, really, do we? I mean, every time I read the news, uh, I'm so... Um, optimistic so I read something and I think wow wow are they going to start this traffic like system um, uh, well, like, like China some restrictions are going to ease yeah that, that kind of thing yeah to, to ease the lockdown and then the next day I read no 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 I think oh 
we're all it's like a roller coaster isn't it at the moment it is we're all we're all learning together at the same time you know the 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 powers that be as well as as well as uh us uh you know the 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 general public as well um so yeah yeah, so quite quite an interesting you know look look at um look at how the other people are are operating as you said you know being Mm -hmm. being a a smaller business that you're being able to action things and and sort of get on stuff and be a bit more reactive and proactive uh, with your clients, which is safeguarding your yeah. business in essence, really. Um, you know, what you'd think that the big yeah. boys would do that automatically, wouldn't you? But they, they, they become yeah. complacent, which is why there's a lot of big companies will be, uh, you know, falling by the wayside through, through this. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the answer to that yeah. is just order with you, Karen. Just go and book, book with you, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah, we've got That's so many new experience coming as well. Yeah. New website so, coming, new experiences coming. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, and, and anybody that's watching the video uh, when, when they're watching this up on YouTube, I mean, you won't really necessarily notice this from the podcast, the audio podcast, um, but you can see your Wi-Fi isn't the best there, Karen. And that's because you are, you are working yes. and, and, uh, and living and homeschooling and everything with, uh, with three kids as well, yeah, right? How's, 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 that, how's that impacted yeah. uh, <laughs> running the business and living uh, life? It's, well, I'm in the cupboard at the minute um, because the kids are all, yeah, I'm literally, it's a store cupboard. So um, the kids are all spread out all over the house with their computers, having their, their lessons. I must admit, it's, it's, it is really great to hear because you go from room to room and you, you hear one talking to their geography teacher, one talking to their English teacher, one struggling on a maths question. So yeah. they've got their computers in front of them and they've got their phones here with their friends on it and they're all helping each other. And it's great. And the school has worked so hard to get this in place. Really, really amazing what they've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I'm relegated to the um, uh, cupboard. <laughs> it is a bit annoying, <laughs> but I need, I need it to be quiet. So um, I lock myself in the cupboard. Gosh, yeah, I can't think with all the noise out there. So as soon as I open the cupboard door, there's just voices and because it's not just those three, it's all their friends on their FaceTimes and their house parties and they're all discussing school topics. Uh, uh, yeah, so I hope that they go back to school soon. Let's see when that happens. But no, it, I mean, they, you yeah. know, thank God for technology. Thank God for that because they, they still do feel like they are, you know, um, you know, having that, those links. Yeah. Um, uh, and as yeah. I said to you before I started recording and you spoke very, very you know, quickly to my, to my son, he's, uh, you know, he's working in, in, in the office with me at the moment and uh, we've been making yeah. things and, and working with him and sort of fitting that in amongst uh, work. And his mum does a great job as well. And when he's, uh, when he's with her, um, in fact, I did a pod, yeah, did a podcast with him. We did, we did a Zoom podcast oh. actually. Um, so we were, we are probably going to do one uh, a series of us both together having a chat uh, in here in the studio oh, at some stage. But yeah, we did one with him. Yeah, well, I was intrigued to see how things are, you know, affected uh, affecting the kids as well. And you get, you know, listen to them. But yeah, so, oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's important. I think, <laughs> I think it's important that, that that we think about that. And I just. Um, I just really, I'm, I was absolutely devastated to my son because he was due to his A-levels um, in May. Oh, and, yes, um, we said, nine yeah. Nine years of secondary school. <laughs> oh, it broke my heart. Nine years of secondary school ended within 24 hours. Yeah. And all the sixth formers are out on the, on the field just devastated. They were absolutely devastated because obviously they have their A-levels and they have their big um, 
presentation, award ceremonies, and they have a big leavers ball, um, and they have lots of things to look forward to. And now they have nothing, and it's a, it's a real, real shame. Yeah. But the school been great in coaching them through it and um, giving them lots of coursework to do and being really tough on that. If it comes back at, at not at a grade level, it goes back to them. Now we do it again. Um, so I've been really impressed with that. Uh, oh, good. My heart did bleed for him, really did yeah i mean listen i mean is kian's not quite the same age but same i mean he he was this is his last year of of junior school so he's going into into oh, big so big school miss- so he's going to miss the whole of that end of well potentially yeah, miss that end of, of end of year so we'll have to yeah, wait and see what happens insane. over the next month yeah oh gosh oh, i hope he gets to experience it i really do it's just yeah, yeah the memories that you can't create again aren't they yeah, I think I got beaten up, but no, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from that memory. No, I'm never, never going to forget that. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. Actually, I don't remember going from junior school to private to secondary school. But I'm, I'm, sure, oh, I'm sure there would have been some digs there somewhere. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't need no to say it like that. <laughs> 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 so um so so what are you going to be doing with your with your business moving forward i mean it's obviously this is this is this is changing you know and uh mm-hmm. and this is the new world the new norm um mm-hmm. what what are, what are your what are your plans have you are you started planning and and strategizing for what is going to be the new because you know your travel is going to change isn't it it's going to change yeah, for, for the foreseeable yeah. future what's your yeah. uh, what's your what's your view on that and and what are you sort of well, what are your thoughts what are you doing with it um, I think that um, when I talk to different people, to my agents um, in the countries that I work with, um, to my airline contacts, you can see that people are already putting a lot of things in place. Um, hotels, for example, are going to really focus on having outdoor eating areas, outdoor bars. They're, yeah. they're going to start re, uh, rejigging their restaurants and different things like that. The airlines are talking, I don't know if you saw, it was in the news the other day, and one of my airline agents um, advised me, they're going to have these almost pods on the planes, the screens right. around the seats. Wow. Um, because EasyJet, we're talking about opening up again and not using the middle seats right. to distance people. Um, but these were actually looking at screens to go around right. people's uh, heads. And um, So I think um, all the elements of the travel industry are working hard to, to, to create new ideas and new facilities to, to make it possible whether yeah. airports might have those sensors, you know, when you go through security, whether yeah. they have temperature sensors, I don't know whether that's, that's something they're going to do. But for me, it's, um, I can't really uh, change my model too much because um, I offer, we offer experiences overseas. So yeah. um, I, I don't want to offer experiences in the UK as much as there are many, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. it, my business is a tourism business overseas. So um, so what I'm working on at the minute is just planning for when the sky is open again, um, when we can travel again. Um, so I'm looking at, which I'm already offering, monthly repayment schemes because even everyone's saying, oh, tourism's going to really take off when the sky is open again and the borders reopen. Yeah. But has anybody got any money? Yeah, you know, that's point. The trouble. Can people afford to travel after this? Um, so we're doing these monthly repayment schemes where you don't pay your balance until literally a week before you go. Uh-huh. Um, low deposits, pre-cancellation, 
are offering big discounts right up until the first week of December and um, depending on the situation we'll um, prolong that um, and we're setting up an office in the States so I'm spending a lot of time with a lady who's running Inspire Me Travel over there yeah of course um, yeah we spoke about that before yeah, beforehand yeah yeah that's it and enticing um, the uh, American citizens citizens to come and tra- try the experiences over here in Europe yeah when they can travel again I don't know but it's it's almost like this this time um, which I'm, I'm not grateful for at all um, as nobody would be really but um, I am using it to do the things that I probably wouldn't have time to do yeah. with, um, if I was if, if things are normal. So I can really focus on building the American market up now, whereas I probably wouldn't have had, had the time to do that had I been yeah. working in the office normally. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think that we're opening a, a wine club. We do a lot of wine experiences, and um, and we do. Where we've got a quite a few new work wine experiences in Provence in in the south of France. Okay. So we're now opening um, our own wine club, which sells quite high quality French wine, um, but wine that you can't the brands that you can't buy here. Okay. Um, and me personally, I've got my favourite rosé is called Bondol, which is from Provence. You okay. Can't get that here, well, not where I've tried anyway. And um and I just love it. And so I thought, well, are my friends, as soon as I say to my friends, oh, you should try a Bondol, it's so good. And everyone's yeah. like, I really love that dry, cold, rosé wine. Um, so nice. I'm setting up a wine club that relates to the wine. Is there, is there any champagne, any champagne links here at all? Yeah, yeah. If you need, yeah, if you need anybody the, to the, the to wine. do any sort of you know testing for you and then to do again do some reviews, I'm I'm more than happy to. Uh, I mean, I know it'd be hard work, but I'm happy to do it for you. That's a good idea. I think we should do an online wine tasting session. Send you over to Provence. You can taste them all. Give your opinions. Yeah. And um and broadcast it. I think I'd be. I think I'd like. I think I'd be like Gino, wouldn't I? Gino, I'd be like Gino DeCampo. <laughs> you really would. That would be quite money. <laughs> yeah, I think we might take you on. I'll take you up on that. Okay, you know? I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold you to that. Listen, Karen, I could talk to you for ages. I mean, I, I've I've learned I've learned stuff about you know potential travel that I did not know. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't seen these things, but obviously you're at the forefront of of what's what's happening and what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to be taken mm-hmm. from uh, from our from our chat today, and I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, to have a chat with me. Um, uh, you and I obviously are getting to know each other better the off air. Um, you know, there's lots of things for us to talk about and I'm, uh, I'm excited yeah. to uh, see what yeah. you're, what you're going to do with your business and, uh, and things that we can do together, yeah. uh, you know, here in Essex. Um, but no, I really appreciate your time and where can yeah. people find you, Karen? Thank because obviously you are the place to book these, uh, these, uh, experiential, um, uh, travel arrangements. Um, if that was the right terminology, yeah. uh, where can um, people find you? Yeah. Um, well, the, 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 the full business name is The Inspiring Travel Company, so it's a bit long-winded, but the website is www.theinspiringtravelcompany.com and we're on Facebook um, as Inspiring Travel, on Instagram as The Inspiring Travel Company, on LinkedIn, um, and the email is inquiries at theinspiringtravelcompany.com. Okay, <laughs> A good. bit of a mouthful, really. Well, um, But, yeah. So and we're YouTube, our YouTube channel 
launches next week, I think, and the new oh, website cool. launches at the end of April. Oh, we'll check. Yeah. Uh, we'll so check, we'll the, check that. Um, we'll, we'll make sure there are links around the post that we put out and uh, and obviously the YouTube when, we, yeah, when the video yeah. goes up. Um, so I, I, I apologise to anybody if, uh, if the, the, the sound hasn't been great, but we're going to blame uh, Karen's kids on this one, to be fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are, but they are working from yeah, home, so we'll, we'll allow them the, that. Uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank oh, you, Elliot. You're very welcome. Uh, so, if you do want to check out Karen, then as I said there will be links around this. If you want to know more about what we do here at Essex Business Radio, I urge you to go over to, w- over to www.essexbusinessradio.com, where you're going to find all of our social media links, and also you can download our free app where you can hear all the all the old and new podcasts uh, as well. Uh, thanks again, Karen. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, I'm thank going to you. sign off for now. So it's ciao for now, brown cow. You've been listening to Essex Business Radio with your host, Elliot Brown.